Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Hey, welcome to this episode of The Working Therapist. I'm Hayden Bolick, your host, along with Kirstie Miles, and we are talking today about the top five toys that we would pick for early intervention. And we have a lot between Kirstie and myself. We have about 30 plus years, what did you say 30 plus, right? Years of experience of early intervention. So we've already done all the things that you shouldn't do. And this is the top five that you should do with the Cliff Note <laughs> version. We already took all the stuff in for early intervention that we were like, no, threw it in the dumpster on the way out. But these are the top five toys that Kirsty would pick for early intervention and that I would pick for early intervention that we have in our bags. When we say early intervention, we're talking about birth to three in the home or community. Yes. So this is home or community visit, top five toys, early intervention. And Kirsty's a physical therapist. I'm a speech therapist. So Kirsty's got the motor side. I got the speech side. And we're going to tell you our top five. So if you've heard some of our other podcasts, or if you haven't, take a listen because we talk about home visits. We both love a home visit. Mm -hmm. Adds to creativity. But sometimes you do have to bring in your own stuff just because you're very limited. Yes. And we have talked a lot about not having the stuff in a home visit or at a community visit for sure. But in this situation, we're talking about, hey, you do have stuff. You're bringing in a bag. What do you have in it? Number one. Okay, so in my bag, number one, I don't like to carry a bag. I don't want a big bag full of stuff. So I like to be able to cram a lot of stuff in my pockets. You're Plus, kidding me, really? You don't have a bag? No, I don't want a bag. Oh, good gosh. See, this is how, how does a speech therapist differ from a physical therapist? As every <laughs> speech therapist has a bag, every physical Minimalist therapist. here. Oh Minimalist. my gosh, how do you not do a bag? I have. I was going to talk about the bag, the actual the bag before I even talk about what's in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> you don't okay, really don't have so a bag? Fine. Nothing? Your scrub pants have some big pockets. So I don't like to take a lot of stuff in, number one, because I want to use what's in the home. But if I have to take stuff in, and right now this podcast is about I have to take five things in. So I do have five things that I like to have on hand, especially if maybe the family doesn't have access to. But also my five things can be found at the dollar store. So if I wanted to promote home carryover, number one, I could probably leave an item there to promote home carryover. Or with all intents and purposes, the family could go purchase it at the dollar store. So I'm not using anything that's crazy expensive that I'm taking in the home. My number one, I don't know of a pediatric therapist that can't operate without some bubbles. Well, I agree with bubbles. You have to have bubbles. So that's also my number one. You have to have bubbles. If I have the Taj Mahal of bubbles, then I like to have the non-spill bubble tumbler. You turn it upside down, it won't spill out. Not the one necessarily with the screw top thing because when you didn't screw the screw top on right and then you have bubbles all over the trunk of your car so I already did that or I've spilt bubbles all over somebody's nice rug in their home and I'm like oh my gosh I feel horrible about that or I've done all the bubble things I love the screw top bubbles but for a home visit I like the non-spill bubble tumbler and that's my favorite but if you don't have that in the home then you can make your own bubbles with like dish soap and water you don't have to have the fancy little plastic blowy thingy there's other ways to blow bubbles besides just with that plastic thingamabobber if you got a big like plastic just tupperware thingamajigger mix dish soap up with water got a straw and you blow the straw into the water bubble solution thing it makes all these bubbles like in a bubble bath i mean that's one way to blow bubbles with actually blowing a bubble and bubbles can be from a pt standpoint i can do bubbles for re 
reaching for crossing midline as a motivator, letting them like reach up, pull the stand for the tumbler, have them sit to hold the tumbler and I'll get the bubbles and blow the bubbles in the wand or as a reward. So there's a number of variety of reasons why bubbles too. Yeah. And for me too, communication initiation, you request for more bubbles, attention to task, my turn, your turn. If you've got the other little siblings there or somebody else there, then they can get in on the thing with the bubbles. So for oral motor to lip puckering, lip spreading, you know, I can do bubbles, trying to imitate the word for bubbles. We can kick it with our feet. We can hit it with our hands. We can do choices. You want to pop them with your hands or your feet. You want to pop it with the car that they have lay on the side. So you can incorporate some other vocabulary. So bubbles are good for all of that because all of the above right there. Number two, Mm -hmm. beads, you know, like Mardi Gras beads, shiny fun colors, Mardi Gras beads. That's your number two? It is. So PT is usually the first one in the home doing a home visit as far as PTOT speech. We get the little ones, the babies. I need something bright, shiny, colorful that they're going to be motivated to reach for, grab, laying in supine, reaching up for midline, reaching across body to roll, sitting and manipulating. I just need motivators. And so a lot of times they haven't seen those before. It's new, it's novel, and I can get some repetitions. That makes sense with beads. Yep. That's not my number two. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The next thing I bring is the Melissa and Doug stackable cardboard boxes. Those are my favorite. They're not that expensive if therapist wise or if a family wants to buy those, you know, they're like $9.99. So they're really not that expensive. You can buy them. You can even find them a lot of times in stores like TJ Maxx, Marshall. So you can get them even less than $9.99, sometimes $5.99. You can also thus use like various size boxes. So it doesn't have to be Melissa and Doug stackable boxes because they're basically just cardboard boxes. So if people just start saving boxes that like groceries or macaroni and cheese boxes or, you know, cereal boxes, you really ultimately at the end of the day, can do the same thing. But I like the Melissa and Doug stackable boxes because number one, you can request to open them. So you have to open the boxes and then you can stack them to go up. So if the child's hardly even paying any attention to a toy at all, I can quick stack them like super fast stack them. And then I can hit them with their hand and knock them down. There was a tower and now there's not. And something big happened here. So they're like, oh, something different happened in this world and it's pretty dramatic and nobody's going to get hurt. So then I can stack them up again and then I can use the word up, up, up for them to imitate the word up, or I can have them request me for another block or me to knock them over. Or once they get to the point where they can request to say them to make them go up or request for me to give them the block, then we can start to do choices. You want to knock it over with your hand or your foot. Same with the bubbles. You want to knock it over with the car or the whatever it is that they have around the house. You can knock them over with that. So I love the Melissa and Doug stacking boxes. You also hide stuff in them and go, oh my gosh, what's in there? It's a whatever, like pee pie. So that's my number two. I love Melissa and Doug stackable box. Okay. Number three, ball. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. And I'm thinking not physio ball, although I love to bring a physio ball. If a parent has the means, and I know that this is going to be an item that they will use often for therapy, I may recommend them purchase one. And I won't have them purchase one off of like a medical website. I'll say, you know, TJ Maxx actually sells them in their weight section and they're relatively inexpensive or Walmart. You're talking about a big therapy ball or you're talking about a big therapy ball. Uh, mm -hmm. That's not what's in my bag. I'm talking about just a little play ball that we can roll and corral back and forth that if a child is standing, we can work on some standing balance and kicking. So the ball that I'm actually bringing in my so-called bag, um, (laughs) I don't like a bag, so I might carry that and have the other things in my pocket. (laughs) And depending on the child, I might not need the 
ball. If I'm working with an infant, I don't need to bring in the ball. But if I'm working on sitting balance and rolling and corralling, again, that's something that can be purchased relatively inexpensively at the dollar store for like just larger playground size. And it's something easy to grab go. So for my number three, it would be either, I was going to say ball, but I would rather use a category because it means I can have more things in my top five. So something you can throw is what I was going to say. So ball would work in this category. Bean bags though would also work. I love a bean bag because if you have these big stackable blocks, then you can knock it over with the ball. You can knock them over with the bean bag. Or if you have your blocks and you can throw the ball into the box, you can throw the bean bag into the box. You can put the bean bag on their foot or on their hand and pee pie on their head or on their eye or their nose, or you can just throw into each other, or you can do the same thing though really with the ball. So I would say like something you can throw that's soft and easy and not going to hurt anybody. So a smaller ball or a whole set of bean bags. Really the bean bags are the third thing, but if you don't have those, you can just take a ball. Plus you can request to get the bean bags out. So once they get to the point, you can you know request those. Also the ball of the bean bags allows for choices too, because if your bean bags have different like little critters or you can put a sticker on them, then you can get some more vocabulary in there or rip a page out of a magazine and put it on the ball or the bean bag. So they have to say, the dog's going to knock it over or throw me the dog or whatever it is. So I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say, okay, the top three for both speech and PT are bubbles, beads, ball, bean bags, blocks. Yes, blocks. All Bs. We're at all Bs so far. Huh. That's weird, right? I've never thought about that. I was really trying to make my last two a B, but I just can't because we're on number four. (laughs) Okay. Well, what's your number four then? The noggin stick. I just love the noggin stick. It's a rattle. If you don't know what the noggin stick is, you need to stop. You need to look it up. It is my favorite rattle. It has a mirror on one end. It has a little face on the other end. And every time you tap it, it changes color. It goes from red to green to blue. So there's a cause effect component to this rattle and it shakes. It makes a sound. So I use it a lot for visual tracking, for motivation to cross midline, to reach for, to roll. If I'm working on cruising, I might put it at one end of the couch. It's small, it's light. We see sometimes preemies in the home, really teeny tiny babies, and it's got a very thin rattle handle. Sometimes those are hard to find. As a pediatric therapist, those out there know what I'm talking about. A lot of them have different grip and handles and holds, and for our little teeny tiny ones, sometimes that can be a challenge. So that is my number four. It is my absolute favorite rattle. So I bet you were going to think I was going to say book because it was a B word and book, but I'm not going to waste my one through five with a book when I could get the same thing from like a, a magazine <laughs> a magazine or like circular from the newspaper or whatever it is so I don't necessarily need a book so I don't want to waste my five on a book so my number five I'm struggling here so really I would say wind up toys because you know I love a wind up toy I love 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 a wind up toy but really the issue is the cause and effect toy I got to do something to get something so and I love a wind up toy and those are my favorite just because they're so very do something to get something so I guess I would do a wind up toy is and I'm very picky about my wind up toys though because I'm a wind up toy snob so I've got to have a box that's got at least 12 to 15 different wind up toys and I want only the ones that are like the California creation ones the Z wind ups they have little red handles on them because I want one that moves fast like the giraffe and the gorilla though I think they stopped making the gorilla move super fast the dinosaurs move fast the seal or the elephant that spins around in a circle moves fast so I have to have some fast ones I also have to have some slow ones like the little red 
sneaker feet that walk or the caterpillar and then I have to have a medium speed like the little people like the cow the horse the pig that dance or the boy and the girl that dance or the frog that dances or the Santa Claus they have reindeer that dance they also have like a Halloween one that dances but they move their arms back and forth and they like dancing dancing but basically all it does is it can go and then it stops and so it creates a situation where I can with using like consistency and sensitivity which is me so like I'm consistently doing the same thing one two three go one, two, three, go. One, two, three. And it creates a situation for like a pregnant pause. And then I'm sensitive to what they're doing to communicate. So it builds that. So if they like move their body forward, then that means go. And so then I make it go. And then I can build on that move their body forward thing to to move it into a gesture or a vocalization into a word and so on down the line. So wind up toys, but really anything that's a cause and effect, but wind up toys are my first go-to. That's number four. Number five, I, as a PT, need something with parts for repetition because I'm thinking I've given a lot of things for like little ones, usually PT, we're the first one in the home. So I need something for a child that's a little bit older where I can get some repetitions. So believe it or not, I like a shape sorter. I like something where we put it in, take it out. There's completion of task. I have parts where I can do squat to retrieve, return to stand. I can put those parts in different places, crawl up on the couch, crawl down. I just need something novel that I can move around the room and create repetition with. So that's my last go-to. Yeah, I can see that. There's a lot of those that fit in that category. And I'd say a puzzle, except one of those pieces is going to end up on the couch and I'm not getting it back. And then I have a missing toy part. That's going to make you real unhappy. I get that. No, it's going in the garbage. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I get get that. Yep. How many puzzles are in various... uh, Too many to count. All over. (laughs) We cover a seven county area. I bet we've frequented most gas station trash places (laughs) you know um places that throw stuff away think about it like you sit down and you do like a thousand piece puzzle how frustrating to get to the end and not have the final piece i can't handle it if i have a 24 piece puzzle i'm like what this is trash (laughs) i'm tossing it out i can't take it (laughs) this is ridiculous no i'm with you so at least a shape sorter piece i can generally speaking find the other parts (laughs) yeah well my favorite shape sorter puzzle is the one that goes like you know that one that's like a circle and it's got a circle and a triangle and a square and makes that oh, noise the sound mm-hmm. pu- yes that's my favorite I have, I have loved that shape sorter forever it only has three pieces a square a circle and a triangle but it does make a sound as it goes in the tube which again is motivating it's very simple there's colors three different colors so yes that's a very good shape sorter it's hardy too it doesn't break easy it rolls if you have to you could roll it back and forth you know like if you don't have a ball or something it's a hardy shape sorter that's my favorite I could get behind that. That was not my top five. So what's your final? My final is I've got to have some critters. I've got to have either like some farm animals or some pet animal things, some like little people. I have to have some critters, like little things that, you know, not too little, not chokeable little, but like learning resources have got some nice, like big animals. They also have some nice smaller animal too. Safari has some nice quote unquote critters, but then I could do anything with them. So then I can do vocabulary development. I can do pronouns, prepositions, though usually birth to three, we're not doing that yet. Verbs though, we can do all kinds of verbs. So then the possibilities are endless. We can hide them. We can find them. I can do like vocalizations. I can do environmental sounds. I can do words. I can do all kinds of stuff. And if I've already got the Melissa and Doug boxes there, then woohoo. But I can also have like little Easter eggs, any kind of thing that closes up or just inside my hand and we can pee pie and find them. And that is like all kinds of cool. They can go to sleep. They can wake up. They can be dirty. They can be clean. Sequencing. I can go on for days. So I have to have some kind of critters at that point, not to be confused with bugs or anything, but I can do bugs as long as they're plastic. 
We can hide them inside, even like real dirt, you know, like mm-hmm. outside if we want to or whatever. But I just have to have some kind of little things. Gotcha. Yep, because I've already done my cause and effect grouping. Now, if I can go into the cause and effect group, I've got lots of toys in there, but I went with... You only get five. I know. <laughs> <sighs> frustrating just to speak to the bag for a minute i have to have a bag that doesn't zip but it's got to have a bag that i can sort of close up you know and i can sort of sit on so we can work on start do finish so we only have one thing out at a time we can open it work on it tell it bye bye put it up pull the next thing out so that i can kind of have some control of my bag it is all about the child it's the child's lead but at the same time i gotta try to but she um, wants to sit on her bag I want to sit on my bag, at least the opening of the bag. I need to sit on the opening of the bag so they can't have a free-for-all and so that I can taste the therapy. This is why I don't want to bring a bag in because they're just going to be in my bag. (laughs) I think, honestly, I think the bag is a prerequisite to speech therapy school. Like, I don't think they let you in unless you're, like, good with a bag. I think it's on the application. Like, do you like a bag? If you check no, they just put your stuff in the trash. Like, no, I'm sorry. You've got the wrong discipline. We're not letting you in. No, and now, sorry. North Carolina licensure, monogram bag must be there. <laughs> now, I have never had a monogram bag. Well, that might not be true. <laughs> so, but I currently do not. I have really gone way down in bags. I mean, I started off with nice, pretty, like, lands in, probably monogram bag. And now I think See, I've been monogram reduced. bag. I know, I know. And now I think I've been reduced to like an Ikea blue plastic bag. (laughs) I think that's where I am at this point in my life, but that's okay. (laughs) Anyhow, I still like a bag. I enjoy one. I do like a bag. I got to put my stuff in it. Really, actually, number six, really, but it's on the list, can also, by the way, be your bag. Like you can do the therapy with that too. If all else fails, you can throw those bean bags in that bag. You can throw your animals in that bag. You can hide the animals in that bag. You can hide your foot in the bag. You can do all kinds of mess. So see, the bag is like a hidden number six. All right. Well, those are our top five toys for early intervention. Birth of three going into the home that I would have in my bag and Kirsty would have in her pocket. <laughs> anyway, that's what we would do. So anyway, catch other podcasts on our workingtherapist.com. We've got lots of toy podcasts or other therapy topics and business and all kinds of topics there. So check those out. Thanks so much, Kirsty. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com. 